Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, riding solo again as the power outages continue down in Dallas. So we're thinking about Coach. We miss him. And it is so bad down there that they've canceled the Mavericks game tomorrow. So tough situation for Coach. Can't do the podcasts. Can't even watch his Mavericks. But he is going to work on his lineups for sure. Uh, don't need power for that. Uh, that's what the phone is for. So we are going to uh, do that together and continue to build some winners. Had a great night again last night. We built a FanDuel lineup that was uh, 391 points. So what do we do today? Do we go for 400? Well, that would be nice. But what I'm most concerned with is just building the best possible lineup out there. I don't care what the what the total is. So we're trying to build the optimal lineup here one piece at a time. Thank you again for, for tuning in with us here as we continue on our journey seven days a week. This podcast in front of the paywall, everywhere podcasts but can be found. So we're having a great season. Appreciate all your support. All right, let's get right into it here. Six-game NBA slate tonight. Eight of the 12 teams are involved in a back-to-back, and there are three totals over 230. So could be another high-scoring night on uh, DraftKings and uh, FanDuel. And let's not forget about Yahoo. We also provide a a Yahoo lineup every night. So game one, the only 7 o'clock game, Denver in Boston. Both of these teams on the front end of a back-to-back and a lot of injury news with Denver. P.J. Dozier still out. Gary Harris out. Millsap got hurt in the last game. He is out. Will Barton is out. And then the big question mark right now is Monte Morris. That news will be big because with a a depleted lineup, he's been starting. And if he doesn't, then we really get thin here and uh, have to really look through the depth chart and strategize about how this is going to play out in terms of minutes. Now, I think if he sits, RJ Hampton might just get the start. And our man, Joe Stanton, our resident Nuggets expert, is hyping up RJ Hampton and Zeke Naji, And that's the buzz around town in Denver with these opportunities. Who's going to step up? So I think Hampton just might sneak in with his, his athleticism and become that, that fifth starter if Monte Morris is out. Now, the thing with Denver here is this is a situation where I think a lot of these guys are at good prices. And you compare that to somebody like Oklahoma City, who we'll get to later in, this, in the slate. They, of course, are down bodies, but their guys have been priced up to account for the fact that they're getting increased minutes and usage. So there's not as much value there. I think almost anybody on Denver is playable tonight. You know, it's a, it's not at the highest total here. It's only 220 and a half. Uh, Boston favored by two and a half on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. Slow, slower pace here. Denver 27th, Boston 22nd, average defenses. Denver still very efficient on offense. They are fifth. Boston only 17th. So, you know, we're not expecting an extremely high scoring game here. But again, these price tags, you know, Monte Morris, the low 4K range. How about Michael Porter Jr., the mid 5K range without Barton and Millsap out there taking up shots? Uh, This could be an opportunity for him to have a, a bounce back ceiling game. Jamichael Green, if he starts low 4K range. 
And then the the pillars here, Murray and Jokic, more at their at their reasonable price range. Jokic pretty expensive on this slate. I don't think I'm going to go there. But Jamal Murray, uh, right around seven thousand, he is looking a little bit more like Jamal Murray recently. And when he's at that price range and he's got the fifty point upside, you know, really in real life, but also certainly with fantasy points, then you got to look at him. So he's probably the pay-up option for Denver that I would look at. And like I said, all those value guys are in play. I don't think I've mentioned Compazzo yet, but he's in the low 3K range. He's stepping up here with the opportunity. And Zeke Naji, I want to circle back to him. I thought he looked really good against the Lakers when he was getting those minutes. Good size, great stroke. Only 3,100 on DraftKings. Uh, I'm going to have some sh- some shares of him over there for sure. A little more expensive on FanDuel as a power forward at 3800 but I do like that price. And you, you see the advantage here with him compared to somebody like Jermichael Green is if he's coming off the bench, probably a little bit better opportunity to get more shots up per minute while he's out there. On the Boston side, Tice has been ruled out, so could have a start for Tristan Thompson as the lone big. Uh, with his price, you could slide him in there as your your last guy in if you wanted to pay down and, and punt at center. I'm probably most interested in Kemba Walker here, mid-6K price tag, and he looked good against Washington, 25 points. He's been struggling with his shooting, but he's getting back in the groove here. Uh, not worried about the Jamal Murray defense. So Kemba is a a nice target here. Uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum, both playable, reasonable prices, but I'm I'm likely to go elsewhere to the higher-paced, higher-scoring games on the slate. All right, game two, we've got the Pelicans and Grizzlies. This is the first of our 8 o'clock Eastern games. We've got four of them. So this will be a big turning point in the slate with news and last-minute adjustments to your lineup. And this is a fun matchup here. We've got Ja versus Zion, the old AAU teammates, uh, teeing it up here in, in the NBA, so to speak. And decent game environment. It's a pick em and a 232 total. And similar uh, situation, if you look at the history between these teams, they played just 10 days ago, and New Orleans won that one, 118-109. And the guys that we look at for the Pelicans at least where we usually start the analysis, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Zion, they they all played well in that game. And they're all reasonable price tags. So they're, they're more cash game options to me if you wanted to pick out one of those guys. Again, there's uh, at least one game, the, the next game, Toronto-Milwaukee, that I'm a little bit more interested in spending up in that one. So... Um, you know, I don't know if Brandon Ingram will will make the cut here, but I, you'd feel pretty solid about him as a cash option. He hasn't been showing the ceiling games of six or seven X at that price range, but playable. Zion, I, I'm giving the nod to Ingram here at this point in the day as I break down the slate because the front line for the Grizzlies has gotten a little bit healthier. Joe Val now back in the mix and starting. Brandon Clark is playing again. And so with that, uh, they've got all those extra bodies, and Jang didn't even play the last game, the DNP coach's decision. Tillman's still still getting out there. So a little bit tougher for Zion to get to the rim. Um, and then the other news here, Josh Hart. There was a question mark about whether he would play. He is confirmed in. 
Now, front end of the back-to-back for the Pelicans, same thing for the Grizzlies. So that's one more thing that makes me pause a little bit about this about this game. Um, but it is, you know, an exciting situation for the Grizzlies with the Pelicans now 28th defensively. They just cannot get it together on that end. Jaw, uh, he didn't do that that well in the previous matchup, but we know that this season he's been dealing with that severe uh, ankle in- injury. So, you know, he's been fighting to get uh, to 100%. And I think he's playable. Um, you know, guards against the Pelicans have done quite well recently. He's a fair price tag. But I'm a little more interested in one of these shooters. Grayson Allen's been starting, and then Dylan Brooks. And he's the guy I'm leaning towards. We talk about guards and wings being productive against the Pelicans. I, I just can't forget uh, what Bradley Beal did against them recently. And Dylan Brooks is in that similar situation. You know, he doesn't penetrate as much from the perimeter as Bradley Beal does, but he will get up shots. And when they played 10 days ago, he was 4 for 17 from the field, 0 for 6 on three-pointers. So the volume was there. He wasn't connecting, but uh, I think he's worth a shot here in the mid-5K range on both sites. And if you look at the stats here, the Pelicans are 28th against three-point shooting this year. Opposing teams shoot 39% against them. So Brooks is the leading candidate there to get up a bunch of shots and and take advantage of some some open looks. Joe Val is in play uh, because of his recent form, uh, but he's a, a little bit expensive, and he he falls in between the big cat and Horford, who are centers that I would probably lean towards tonight instead of Joe Val. All right, game three, and this is where it starts to get a little bit more exciting, where we can start to spend a little bit more of our salary. It's Toronto and Milwaukee, an awesome matchup in the East. Uh, Two teams with very high expectations this season that are scuffling a little bit. Toronto's lost two in a row, including a loss uh, just most recently to Minnesota. And Milwaukee is just wrapping up a six-game road trip where they lost their last three. So now they're home, and they want to get back on track. Toronto certainly wants to win at 12 and 15. I mean, they've certainly righted the ship, but they need to keep fighting just to get to 500. And this is an island game for both teams, which is unique on this slate. So I like the situation here for both of these teams being extra motivated to get back in the win column. We've got the awesome combination of pace and offensive efficiency here, both top 10 in pace, both top 10 in in offensive efficiency, and just average defenses so far. Now, we think about uh, Milwaukee's defense as an issue, but they are 13th this year, and one of their weaknesses has been allowing three-point shooting, similar to the Pelicans. Um, Opponents are shooting almost 39%, 27th in the league. So, Great opportunity here for the perimeter guys for Toronto to uh, put up some points there. And if you were with us last year with our podcasts, I still remember highlighting Lowry and Van Vliet, the immense volume of threes that they were taking every every game on average. They were right up at the top of the league in terms of volume. This year, Lowry's just taking 7.2 three-pointers per game, uh, Van Vliet, 8.6. So 
uh, I look for that as an opportunity tonight. Lowry, cheaper than Van Vliet. Um, and we don't have Drew Holiday on the other side to slow him down. So I like Lowry uh, to to do well here in this up-tempo game, island game, uh, savings from Van Vliet, at least on DraftKings. They're right at the same price tag, $100 difference on FanDuel. So a little bit of a different uh, analysis there. I probably will lean towards those guys over Powell. Uh, yes, he should still be in a good spot with OG Ananobi doubtful. Uh, Watanabe is also, also doubtful. But uh, hes I just don't think he'll make the roster tonight. And I don't think I want to go to any of the bigs for Toronto. Boucher continues to be, uh, you know, incapable of getting over 25 minutes on most nights, and he's pretty expensive still. Now, he may get more of a look tonight, more of a run, uh, you know, trying to defend these guys, Giannis, Portis off the bench. But we still do have Baines, and we do have Lopez. So I think Baines will get his fair share of run as well. On the Milwaukee side, uh, this is probably the spot where I'm going to spend the most on this slate. Giannis was excellent against these guys. They played late January. Uh, Milwaukee won that one in Tampa, 115-108. And Giannis had 60 fantasy points that night, almost a triple-double. He's had three straight games here, over 65 fantasy points. And as we've been talking about here on recent shows, he and Middleton have really taken advantage of Drew Holiday's absence. They've picked up the usage and the output. So Giannis is in play for me as a payup option here and Middleton. I love the fact that his price is still 8000 on DraftKings and it's dipped all the way to 7500 on FanDuel. I think that's a steal. I mean, Middleton almost had a triple-double against these guys last time out with Drew Holiday playing. And we know that Middleton has picked it up in terms of his assist rate with Holiday out of the lineup. So I like both of those guys. I think you can pair them up together just like we paired up uh, Harden and Kyrie Irving last night. So I, I will likely have two or three stars from this game. Don't know if I'll get to a value play as well. You certainly can do that when you're getting a mini stack of a game going. Uh, the guards for Milwaukee are playable at those price tags. Bryn Forbes and DiVincenzo, a little bit more opportunity there. And although Forbes is a little bit uh, three-point dependent with his output. Um, you know, he's a guy that can make five or six and pay off that price tag. All right, let's go to the second half of the slate. Cruising right along here to get this up and posted for you early afternoon on this uh, fun Tuesday slate. We've got the Lakers and Timberwolves, another 8 o'clock game. And AD is out now for an extended period of time. So there's a big trickle-down effect with the Lakers. Uh, now, with this matchup here against the Timberwolves, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites, 221-and-a-half total. And the concern here is blowout. I mean, the Timberwolves are 7-20. and 20. They have the 27th-ranked offense, the 21st-ranked defense. They're just not, uh, they're not a good squad this year. They've got a lot of issues. They have been dealing with injuries. And they have Cat back in the lineup, and he's been playing 30 minutes. So that gives them a big boost. D'Angelo Russell is out, though, so they lose a little bit of, of that scoring punch. 
And it's an interesting dynamic here with AD now out and Cat back in the lineup. Now, when these two teams played earlier, the Lakers blew them out by 36, and AD did not play in that one either, but neither did Cat. So with him back, they certainly have a much better chance of keeping this close, and that's why we have a six-and-a-half-point line instead of something higher. I think I still would probably lean towards the Lakers at that number. But let's start with the visiting Lakers here. And with that trickle-down effect, LeBron um, probably just going to keep cruising along with 25 to 28-point triple-doubles. you got to pay over 10000 to get him. And I don't know if I want to do that on this slate because of the potential blowout. And you've got guys ready to step up and help out with Schroeder and Kuzma. We'll see if uh, Markeith Morris or Kuzma starts. Markeith Morris much cheaper, so if he's in the starting lineup, you might you might get interested and in, in think about playing him. On DraftKings at 3,400, I think he could potentially pay off that price tag as a starter, but I'm a little bit nervous about that. I don't really trust him at this stage of his career, even as a starter. So I'm not I'm not going to go there. Probably I like some of the other value plays on this slate better. Kuzma, I was thinking. Well, this is certainly an opportunity for him to step up. But then I was surprised to see 7000 on DraftKings. I'm not going to pay that. 5800 on FanDuel is possible, um, but still unlikely for me. The bench guys, one other uh, piece of news here. We've got Caruso probable. If he sits, then Taylor Horton Tucker is in the mix uh, with AD and Caruso out. Now he's got his opportunity to to do his thing off the bench. Good price tag on both sides. So he would be in play for me at that point. Over on the Minnesota side, Cat is probably the only consideration for me. He's at this tantalizing price in the low to mid 9K range. And for a guy with the, you know tremendous upside, AD not playing, so one less big defender for him to deal with. Uh, I could see Cat paying off value, you know, because as we've been talking about, we were a bit surprised that he jumped right back in the lineup with 30 minutes, but he's been at that mark or higher three straight games. So uh, this could be the GPP situation for me. We'll see if he makes that that lineup. Don't think I want to pay for Beasley or Edwards on this slate. Uh, you know, slower pace. The Lakers are 18th. They're number one defensively. So just not a great situation for them. Rubio, much more of an opportunity here. Mid-5K range, uh, it's possible that he gets it done, but not my favorite target tonight. I think it's probably only the big cat for me or pass on the Minnesota side. All right, two games left here. We've got Portland and OKC. That's the other 8 o'clock tip. Portland favored by 6, 223.5 total. And... You look at this matchup and you think, well, Portland, uh, much more of a talented uh, veteran team. They've won four straight games. However, it is their fifth game in the last eight days, and it's the front end of a back-to-back for both of these teams. I have a little bit of a hesitation to pay up for Lillard because of the uh, wear and tear on his body. Uh, Physically and mentally, he's been carrying this team with C.J. McCollum, and I don't like the fact that he's most likely going to deal with Lou Dort defense on the other side. 
these two teams played earlier this season. It was high scoring. It was 125-122. OKC won that one. Another one of those surprise wins for the Thunder. They just keep getting it done. And, you know, in fact, they just beat Milwaukee. So uh, every time you count them out, they find a way to keep it close and potentially win. So with Dort defending Lillard, I don't think I want to pay up for him. He had decent production in that matchup last time out. But if you look at his shooting, 8 for 22 and 3 for 12 on threes, you know, Dort is just a real menace out there. So I don't think I want to go to Lillard. Trent is playable if you have a, a couple spots where you want to fill out the roster with balanced mid-tier guys. Covington, uh, how about four for four on three-pointers in, in that Dallas game? I mean, if he can start shooting it, then look out. Now, he is still a pretty good price on DraftKings at 55. 65 is a little bit steep on FanDuel, so probably looking at him at, at DraftKings only. And with the bench, they kind of tighten that rotation up against Dallas. So a little bit more hesitant there. But the, the guys that would be in the mix would be Simons, who's a good price, and then Mello, uh, low 5K range. On the OKC side, uh, the big news here, we still have Shea out. We have Maladon out. George Hill still out. So let's fire up Diallo, right? Well, last game he didn't start. And he did get 26 minutes off the bench, and he he fired it up while he was out there. He took 16 shots, only made three. And now that he's over 6,000 on both sites, I am unlikely to play him, even though it's a great matchup. Portland 29th defensively. Um, just you know, I just am worried about the the cap on the minutes. Um, so you know, you circle back to these starters. And as I mentioned earlier, these guys are in sort of an unfamiliar place starting and playing big minutes, but they're priced up now, finally, around 5000 for Dort and Jackson, Kenrich Williams. Now, these guys are small forwards on Fandle, Jackson, and Kenrich Williams, that is. And they're, you know, as, as I play with the initial lineups today, they are available in that uh, final spot. Um, and so I'm looking at them both. Uh, I think they're both playable. Jackson has stepped it up two games in a row, uh, big scoring, big output, but he is a little bit more scoring dependent. And then with Kenrich Williams, you don't see as much upside with scoring, but he has had some pretty strong games, getting close to a triple-double recently. So he can fill it up and do a little bit of everything, but he can also drop a dud uh, as we've seen him disappear in some of these recent games. Basically, I don't think I'll go there. He could have to deal with Covington and just don't trust him right now. Horford, now there's a guy that we can get some exposure to. He's that mid-tier center that I like here on this slate. He has been absolutely terrific with this new new lineup with OKC as that the veteran anchoring the team uh, in the paint and really being involved offensively, running the, the two-man game at the top of the key with Dort and Diallo, whoever's handling the ball. Uh, and, of course, he gets to face off against Cantor. That's the guy we like to attack. So Horford is going to be a key play for me on a lot of my lineups tonight. 
All right, one game left, and it's funny because this is another 230 game. It's Brooklyn and Phoenix with a 232 total. Phoenix only favored by four and a half, so we could get that close, higher scoring game that we're looking for. But as I was building out my lineup today, specifically on FanDuel, I got to this game and realized my lineup was already full, you know, because I got some uh, big exposure to the Toronto-Milwaukee game and didn't have any room left. And I, I think that might be the case for uh, some of my lineups tonight, although it is, uh, again, a great matchup on paper potentially. Uh, we do have Brooklyn on the second night of a back-to-back. Man, what a game that was last night against Sacramento. 136-125. to 125. And we talked about using those guys for Brooklyn, Kyrie and Harden with Durant out. And it's the same situation tonight. And man, did they take advantage of that poor Sacramento defense hitting 27 threes, franchise record, threatening the NBA record of 29. And those guys were the key to our, our FanDuel lineup that scored 391. We had Harden and Kyrie Irving stacked in that lineup. So uh, do we go back to them tonight? Well, I think they could get it done again. The, you know, they didn't have to play huge minutes. They played under 36 minutes. Um, much tougher defense, though. Phoenix is sixth in the NBA. We've got Chris Paul, who, who should do some work against Kyrie Irving. We've got Bridges, who I think will probably get the initial assignment against Harden. And that, that's a tough matchup. So I don't think it's going to be the shootout that we had last night against Sacramento. Speaking of shootout, I should take a minute here and mention that this is the shootout game on FanDuel tonight in that fun uh, 10-day competition we've been playing in and playing with our members, having a lot of success. In fact, we've got two uh, DFS Coach Talk logos in the, in the standings there, the top 100. You can see that leaderboard on FanDuel. So you'll see two of our logos there. Uh, so still time to come in and, and uh, finish off this competition with us. If you grab our three-day membership, you can finish out that, uh, that, that series with us. And uh, if you feel a little bit more uh, aggressive, then grab our week membership. Either one you can get at dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up there, and then we'll get you into our Discord with an email. And we give out all of our lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before lock. And then with this being a, a later tip, we'll give our showdown or shootout lineups about 20 minutes before tip off there. And last night was a perfect example of the benefits of membership, the advantage of our wonderful community. It's got to be the best in the, in the industry. It's not the biggest yet, but I think it's the best because we pull for each other. We were all there uh, jumping on that Embiid news and talking about it in Discord, making our pivots. So we pivoted to a lineup with uh, Simmons as the MVP, and that certainly went well with a, with a high cash. Got about a 3x return on that. And that's what we do. Uh, we just help each other with Discord in terms of sharing the news, talking about pivots, talking about different options throughout the night. And it's imperative in today's NBA to do that. So, again, jump in with us as a member. We'd love to have you. And if you really want to make a long-term investment that I think is rather wise, get the 199 deal. That's three months of all-access coverage with all of our lineups and all of our sports. And if you can make your first deposit at betus.com.pa for 199, then you're going to get to use that to make sports wagers 
at BetUS, and you get a three a free three month membership with us. So when you when you make that deposit at BetUS, just use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, and then send us a message on Twitter that you've done that, and we'll get you into Discord. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, back to this game here. So Kyrie and, and Harden are in play because of the increased opportunities without Durant, tougher defensive matchup. So I may go to a value play here. Bruce Brown is a guy that now he's getting priced up a little bit, but we saw in that Golden State game, just being out there, playing those heavy minutes with those stars, he can sneak back door, you know, hit a few layups because th- that's not the guy that opposing defenses are going to focus on. And Brooklyn is more than willing to take advantage of that and distribute the ball to open shooters, open cutters. And Bruce Brown, you know, could could um, benefit from that. With the bigs, we'll, we'll make sure that DeAndre Jordan's back out there again. He came off the bench against Sacramento, played 27 minutes, almost had a double-double. I think it's more likely that he'll start against Aiton. And they were talking on the broadcast yesterday on the Yes Network about how Coach Nash has said openly, our matchups, our rotations are going to depend on the the opponent, and it's going to shift a lot throughout the season. Obviously, with the the all the uh, ins and outs of who's dealing with COVID, who's hurt, and so that's a team that is going to be flexible, which I think is really smart. And I, I'm going to predict that DeAndre Jordan starts today. We've got Green probably coming off the bench. Both of those guys are playable. In, in that price range, but, uh, you know, mid-tier guys that don't have tremendous ceilings. Then on the, uh, with the wings off the bench for Brooklyn, there were three guys who got heavy minutes yesterday because it was a blowout, but because the the roster is short. So we've got Tyler Johnson. We've got, um, we have, who are the other wings? Um, we have... The uh, Landry Shamit and uh, and uh, the the other shooter off the bench, and the reason I'm focusing on Tyler Johnson is because it could be a, a Tyler Johnson revenge game going back to Phoenix. So uh, I like him as a, a GPP option on DraftKings. He's 3,200. Now we do have a lot of guards that are value plays. So let me hit that group real quick because. For me, I, I every day I like to write down the value at each position, and I do it uh, on FanDuel because of the limited roster flexibility. And usually it's pretty balanced at each position. You know, there's a couple guys I'm looking at at potential value plays, and I add to it and subtract to it throughout the day based on the news. But it's heavily uh, weighted towards the point guards here. So I think this whole group is in play on FanDuel. As point guards, Tyler Johnson, he's a little bit more expensive there, so not as attractive. But R.J. Hampton, if he starts, Monte Morris, if he starts, he's only 4,100. Faku Campazzo, 35. Caruso, 38, if he plays. And then Anthony Simons, 41, a little bit more expensive. But a lot of of options there for value. And, uh, again, Tyler Johnson I like a little bit better on DraftKings. Now, we have to take a look with the final roster decisions with Brooklyn because uh, they have had a couple roster moves. You know, Shumpert is still trying to get out there in the mix. Um, 
so not not locked in with his minutes yet. I'm going to have to monitor that. And again, that's what we're going to have to do for that shootout lineup. Because if you want to pay up for Harden, Kyrie Irving, and then Booker or Paul, you got to look at these these uh, deeper options off the bench and play one of these value guys. All right, on the Phoenix side, man, things are getting a little bit crowded over here. They are nine to ten deep now with the rotations. And you know, if you look at uh, really the three and the four spot, I mean, that's where it's really tough to navigate because you've had Frank Kaminsky starting here, but not even getting 20 minutes anymore because they want to bring in Jay Crowder. Now Dario Sarge is back in the mix. Uh, then you've got Cam Johnson backing up Bridges. So uh, it's tough to tough to go there on the main slate. I think the one price tag I like the most is Mikel Bridges at 5,300 as a small forward on FanDuel. Don't think I want to go to any of the other bigs. Sarich is an interesting price tag and position on DraftKings. He's 3700 as a center. Uh, again, that's GPP only for me. Um, if you want a, a little bit of a unique approach, because you know, with him getting 20 minutes, you just can't can't rely on the usage. You know, in that spot, he had that one strong game against Philly, but then he had a down game after that. So. Uh, not really interested in that group. And then, you know, we've talked throughout the season, I'm going to keep saying it, when Chris Paul and Booker and Aiton are playing, it's tough to get exposure to any of them because uh, Aiton's ceiling is really limited because it's really, it's all about Paul and Booker. But they'll they'll switch off. And one game is Paul, one game is Booker. Now, we do have a great situation here because they're playing against Brooklyn in that 24th-ranked defense you know, they just gave up 125 to Sacramento, back-to-back, on the road. So one of those guys could certainly pay off value. It's just hard to predict. So not not an area I'm looking to, to uh, get exposure to in the main slate. All right, that is our six-game slate. I do thank you for tuning in and invite you to reach out to us on Twitter. Again, at DFS Coach Talk, if you have any questions or you're, if you've signed up and you want to let us know, that's the place to do it. You can also find us on Twitter uh, individually. I'm at Language Olympic. The coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And Shane is at D-E-T Sports. Shane, uh, wherever you're listening uh, to this podcast, we'd love to have you hit the thumbs up, the like button, five stars, whatever it may be. And then on YouTube, uh, please do subscribe to the channel so that you won't miss any of our podcasts. They do usually post early afternoon here uh, on the weekdays for the NBA. And then Coach usually records a little bit earlier on the weekend because you do have some uh, earlier start times there. So those are usually up by 11 Eastern or so. All right, that will do it for today. Uh, Hope this has helped you start to build your lineups on the various sites. And uh, do hope you'll tune tune in again tomorrow as we'll be back here again, ready to crush it in DFS.